0: morning with Stacy Brotzel and Daryl McIntyre on 630 Chat is brought to you by Abe's Door Service, where service is their specialty. Visit Abesdoor.ca. 607, Tuesday morning. I don't know, Sarah, you're missing Morley? You're playing Billy you're playing Billy Joel when Morley's not here? What
1: do you like think? Tribute, tribute two, yes. <laughs>
0: yes indeed. Uh good morning, yes. Yeah, Stacey and Daryl here with you. Morley is on uh, vacation. He'll be back actually on Friday, uh coming up a little bit later on.
2: Yeah, it's uh, six oh seven, and we're talking about fertility benefits. Hmm. If you, if you, I, this is not even something I thought of. I guess I'm beyond the age of birthing another child, um, and I, things came easily. It came normal to me. I got pregnant easily, um, but a lot of women don't. And they struggle with their partner as well. And so, you know, they look for for science and for doctors to help them. And it costs money because provincial... You know, provincial plans don't cover for the most part because it's not medically
0: necessary. Yes, right. It's not medically necessary, so therefore it doesn't get covered. The in you know in vitro or fertility treatments or any of any of the number of options that are available. So does anybody cover it? Do some employer work plans cover it? There's there's things for psych. You know, you can go for therapy. You can get you can get a massage. Dental work, whatever. Uh, uh, Some people think it should be. Yes. Now, I think that might be debatable in some people's minds, but uh, it's certain, there are some companies uh, that have benefit plans that do offer fertility coverage.
2: Yeah, a majority don't, but quite a few no. do. Here to talk about it is a benefits advocate and board member of the organization Conceivable Dreams, mm. Tara Wood. Good morning. Good morning.
1: Thanks for having us on.
0: You honest, Honest to goodness, and I know you've heard this before, my first reaction was, well, why on earth would an employer have to pay benefits so that somebody can go out and, and, and have children? That's not medically necessary. So explain to me from your point of view, why?
1: Yeah, well... Your your argument is not one I haven't heard before. I know, and I, I guess I wanted, to, <laughs> I wanted to start by saying, you're saying this isn't a medically necessary treatment. Do you know what? Infertility is actually a medical condition. So, what 100% is, that's where we need to start. This is something that should be treated by our, our medical system. We now have the majority of provinces that offer some type of public funding to support people going through their infertility journey. And in Canada, we need corporate, like corporate Canada and public support to help people create their families. That's why we're trying to shed awareness on fertility benefits. You know, we launched this campaign, Fertility Benefits Matters, two years ago because we saw there was an abysmal number of employers actually covering these benefits. Um, So, two years since launching, we see that still the majority of Canadian employers aren't covering fertility benefits but we've seen a big improvement towards the numbers that are now offering those benefits so that's a it's a big move um, and it's an important move because it's support that not just women we all Mm -hmm. create families in different ways you know singles lgbtq2 plus um not everyone has the same easy path towards making a family but they should have the opportunity
2: so what numbers are we talking about how how many insurance companies cover it
1: yeah. So, you know, when we look at an insurance carrier, they will say, oh, we'll give employers any coverage they want. But nobody's actually embedding this in their benefits package. So that makes it a little bit harder for our employers to embed it into their own fertility benefits. So let's talk about employers. Uh, most employers in Canada do not offer any type of fertility benefits. Um of those that do offer benefits, it's important to be mindful that they only cover the cost of drugs. Less than 1% are actually covering the cost of drugs plus your treatment. And why this matters is because when we look at people's infertility journey, families are made in many different ways. We can have IVF, adoption, surrogacy. These things are crazy expensive. One round of IVF, for context, is $20,000 on average. Most people are going to need two to three rounds to be successful. Surrogacy starts at $60,000. So when employers only cover the drug costs, you're still leaving people with huge out-of-pocket costs. We want employers to step up and help bridge this gap because it's good for their employees, but it's also great for them.
0: Uh, Okay, (laughs) how how is it great for them?
1: (laughs) Oh, well, thanks for team. Um. in. I picked it up. You put it
0: down, I picked it up.
1: Um, so if we look at the, the employment landscape right now, you know, we're all hearing about the war for talent, the worker shortage out there. Um, diversity, equity, and inclusion is a huge topic. Employers are looking at, and actually adding fertility benefits is a really easy way to. I'm just saying, check a box. It's it's something they can easily do, and it's the right thing to do. People who offer fertility benefits, it's a differentiator in the market. You know, oftentimes if you're facing these challenges, you're looking for an employer who offers these more inclusive, family-friendly benefits. Uh, it's going to increase your employee loyalty retention. We don't have the same type of data in Canada, but in the U.S., where fertility benefits are much more um normalized Uh, that's the kind of data we're seeing coming out so this can be a huge differentiator from employers and if you're a person going through this it's physically mentally financially awful and having an employer you know is behind you makes that journey a heck of a lot easier if you're in and out of a a clinic you know two to three times a week uh, it's very stressful
0: Hey, Tara, I'm, I am curious, though, about how this gets covered. You're talking about it could be up to $60,000 for IVF treatments. Obviously, It's a huge... I, I can't imagine... There's, there's nothing else, I think, in, in most benefits where all of the cost gets covered. It usually ends up, especially on big-ticket items, it, there's a cap. Like orthodontics, for example, you might get a certain amount in a lifetime to put toward it. Uh, are you advocating that kind of a system or a full, complete blanket coverage of all treatments?
1: Well, You know, it's it's not completely black and white. We would love to see employers offer up to $60,000 because that at least gets people in the door for the, enough IVF to cover, to hopefully get to a family or to start their surrogacy journey. But there's a lot of caveats in here, right? Yeah, like, because that's, we'll-
0: <laughs> that's a ton of cash for oh, an employer yeah. to have to pony up.
1: Well, it is, but think about it. It's a low use benefit. So, not everyone, luckily, in your workforce is going to need it. Um, If you make small tweaks to your plans, uh, I've talked to a lot of benefits brokers, insurance carriers, these things are doable Um, obviously it is a bit more for employers out the door but it's going to be helping you keep your employers longer so when you think of money in money out like the ROI is there for employers Um, and right now if we look at what employers are actually covering the average fertility benefit is about six thousand dollars and that's for fertility drugs alone so most employers again are only covering the cost of those drugs so they're not even helping um their employees through the rest of the journey but I did want to highlight two more local employers who have some fantastic benefits, so they do exist. Um, for instance, I don't know the city of Edmonton, but I do know the city of Calgary covers $40,000. That covers adoption, surrogacy, and infertility. And Gibson's Energy, another local company, is offering 35000 again, covering not just infertility, but adoption and surrogacy. So a much broader gambit and a lot better towards more inclusive friend, family-friendly benefits.
2: Do you think that this will affect the rates that employees pay?
1: So, you know, how an employer decides to flow through those costs is up to them. Um, Again, I think there are ways employers can adjust the plans without reducing services for all of the employees at the company. So no one has to, you know, feel like they're getting less so someone else can get more. Um, But these are absolutely things within companies' means that they can make small changes to embed them without any impact to employers.
0: Uh, yeah it's it's interesting to see where this goes i can you know and I see it from so many different points of view and i i, I totally understand where you're coming from on this one uh, uh is is there is there is this a continued movement to try and get more awareness of the, of the argument or where where are you at right now
1: yeah, so again, we started this two years ago and have seen some really promising movement from employers like you know if you look across uh, across the media even yourselves you'll see that a lot more people are reporting on this more regularly and again we're not looking for just employers to be part of the solution it has to be all of us it's people like you guys here today talking about infertility this isn't such a taboo issue we can have these conversations and it's okay because that makes it easier for people we you know healthcare wise province by province there's advocates who work like me as volunteers to advocate for more um, progressive policies, right? We're and we're making progress in Alberta, is what I hear from my counterpart Michelle in your province. In Ontario, where I'm based, you know, we fought to get one round of funded IVF. We're currently working with the government towards an additional complementary tax credit. But when the pandemic struck, what we saw here is we have a we call it a free funded round of IVF but you're still on the hook for the cost of those drugs so most Ontarians we did a survey and it found most Ontarians who wanted to use the Ontario Fertility Program that funds that one round of IVF couldn't afford it because they can't afford the cost of the drugs and you know this is not shocking when we look at inflation and interest rates like it's hard enough to put food on the table let alone if you want to pursue a family journey so this isn't just on employers right like all of us have to come to the table with different solutions Um, and of course you only update your benefits annually or every few years so I want to work with employers to make sure we're putting the biggest bang for your buck at the time towards support for those employees but any movement to cover some of this is a step in the right direction and really benefit and positive for your employees.
2: Thanks Tara I appreciate your time. Yeah thank you so much. Tara Wood is a benefits advocate and Conceivable Dreams board member talking about insurance plans covering fertility treatments and, really expensive and adoption treatments. and surrogacy. Um, she says that it's a better way to retain workers and to attract workers
0: well, it, although it's, the text line—it's a small number we're of not people. Not on board with that. Yeah. Uh, Let's—we'll uh, jump into some of those uh, those texts when we come back here in just a moment on this morning. Good morning with Stacy Bratzel and Daryl McIntyre on 630 Chat. Presented by Abe's Door Service. With 24-7 emergency service where you speak to an actual person. Visit abesdoor.ca. Good morning, everyone. It is
2: 620. Um, In the last segment, we did have a discussion with Tara Wood, a benefits advocate and Conceivable Dreams board member about the majority of employers that don't offer workers monetary help with fertility. So that is um, fertility treatments, IVF perhaps, it's also surrogacy, it's also adoption, Uh, how someone can you know, take steps to create a family because the normal way ain't working.
0: No. And it's really, really expensive. So who is. is, who is, or should be on the hook to pay for that or to help pay for that. Now there's, there's an awful lot of, of, of points of view coming from this direction. Wow. It never ends how people want to spend other people's money was one of the messages. It, here's another way of looking at it. So, uh, s- Basically, they came in and said, why on earth would an employee want to do this? Uh, And this comes from uh, personal experience. This message from the text line, my wife and I took six years of infertility before we were able to have our child. Total cost, over $180,000. Had a work-related injury, and so was never going to end up getting that money back over the course of a lifetime of working. But the question uh, they ask is, if a company is going to offer all these treatments, how do you get employee retention? You'll be gone a couple days a week while you're going through the process. If it works, you have a child, you probably won't be at work again, again. anyway. I don't see how any company would offer this or mm. benefit I, from it.
2: I'm, I'm just going to put that out there that there, that's a man who wrote most of the texts, including uh-huh. that one. Um, we're talking about, these could be... Um, the man's benefits uh, and his wife obviously is is on his benefit package mm-hmm. so that means he, he's going to stay gonna at work he's going to continue to work so and, it's and he's yeah. working there possibly for these benefits and you know what a lot of women after they have children stay at work they take their their maternity leave and then and then they return um
0: it would depend on how much it ends up costing an employer. And, uh, you know, is it worth, how, how many, uh, Tara Wood was talking about there'd be a very minimal uptake. There aren't a lot of people who are going to be accessing these types of benefits, right? Because either through adoption or in, mm-hmm. you know, IVF or fertility treatment, it's, it's not a large group of people. So it then would get spread out. So how much would it actually cost? Would it be reasonable? And is it worth trying to get employee retention if you're only worried about one employee out of so many? Now, Everyone has value. I understand. Is it worth putting that in there?
2: I don't know. Uh, Maybe. uh, Why do you have orthodontics when I have a history of perfect teeth in my family? I'm still paying for that. Right? You know, people will say, well, why would I pay for that? I I don't want kids. Well, you're paying for the school system. You don't have kids. So it's, it's... it's just part of how it works
0: I, I bet you there'd be an awful lot more orthodontic claims than infertility claims but oh, I understand I understand sure. the correlation for sure. sure it's a fascinating conversation and it's one that hasn't come up in, on, on a public venue very many times yeah I and don't we did think, get so.
2: this text saying Ad- adopt IVF I barely get dental <laughs> So we get it. We get too, it that, yeah. that there's different rates to plans and, and sometimes the plans barely cover what you need done in terms of the medical emergencies that, that you may have and, and, and the dental work and the physiotherapy and some injuries that you you may suffer. So we get it. We get it. It's just an interesting discussion.
0: And uh, glad you joined in on it. And he certainly can as we continue on with this morning.